everybody, welcome back to the College Football Uncensored Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me as always, the other host of this show, Chris Marler. Chris, things are going well for you today, huh? I tell you what, man, um, I'm so fired up because Kirby fucking smart. And we'll just say his name just like that. Because he has just he has opened the doors into what's acceptable and saying bad words, and I'm so fucking happy about it. <laughs> You don't think the mob's going to come after him for cursing at young men? I, you know, I know Dan Wolken is probably upset because he's always upset. He just, he just seems like he sits in a pair of wet socks all the time. Like he's just always fucking mad about something. Always. And like, ugh, the fact that he's he, like, he doesn't even enjoy what, what was, <laughs> oh yeah, earlier this season, he tweeted out something. It was like a super late game. And he was like, oh yeah. If you're, if you're awake watching this game, you need to rethink your priorities. And it like was Arizona Washington. People. He was like, "Get help!" And I was like, "You fucking cover college football." <laughs> yeah. I I remember I remember tweeting about that because I was like, I was like, it, I don't know what's worse, like this guy or there's like there's a person that every week will sign his check and be like, "Hey, you know what? You deserve this. You love college football." I don't know. I, don't, I, I mean, don't like it. just find someone that hates their job more. Oh, it's not me. I feel like you'd rather be like a like a New York Times investigative journalist. Yeah, but only on shit that doesn't matter. Like Dollar right. General is actually putting air in the potato chip bags. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool, We've man. Known I don't that since nineteen ninety two. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's um he's kind of the worst. But uh, no, it's he also t- actually he tweeted something yesterday. We're just getting a little woken kick here. Let's for just a get him on the pod. Yeah, you know he lives in Atlanta. He can't. I mean. I don't. I want nothing to do with hanging out with that guy. No, not at all. Um, I one thing that did bother me because it was like, I think it was when it was the SEC championship weekend, or it might have been the national championship weekend. There was like a bunch of reporters were in town, and people were like reaching out to him. He's like, "If you guys need any food spots, like let me know." And I think this is before he got like this is before COVID. So this is before everyone hated him. Um, <laughs> and he was like, he's like, "Yeah, you know, it's Super Rica over at Crog Street." And I was like, "Oh my god, that's actually a really good pick." I hate that he said that. I love um, that place. I love Sabrika. Technically, I used to work there. That's true. That's what L. Felix is called now. That green sauce, yeah. I'll, I'll drink it from the bottle. Um, but anyway, it's good antioxidants. He tweeted something yesterday. He no free like, ads. No free ads. No free ads. Oh, yeah, my bad. My bad. My bad. Um, he, he tweeted something yesterday uh, where he was like, they, uh, there's, there's kids running around upstairs. I'm just going to let everyone know right now. I can't hear it, so don't worry. Okay, there's nothing I can do. I don't, I don't know what else to do at this point. Um, but it was like, he was like, yeah, it's the worst time of year. And he was talking about like coaching res- or coaching uh, rumors. This yeah. is the worst time of year. And it's I was the like, best time of year. We talking rivalry week is next week. Thanksgiving. It's about to be Christmas time. It's going to be bowl season. Like, what are you? And you like, it's free content for you to talk about. What it's are it. you talking? Why are you angry? I don't always about like, uh, uh, be angry about other stuff like me, like season two of Tiger King premiering it being dog shit. Well, we knew that was going to happen. I did not. I honestly thought that we would. I was expecting there to be lower prices on black market tigers, and that did not happen. Um, it's inflation, bro. <laughs> it's the worst. Heard about it? <laughs> Thanks a lot, Biden. Uh, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> All it's right. not the gas prices, Tyler. It's tiger prices that are really pissing me off. Um, well, it's um, it's an interesting week because there's a couple really um, highly ranked matchups here. Yeah. Um, some teams that are in the top 10, even the top five that could lose this week. Um, and we'll get into some of those games. We'll get into some other interesting games in the SEC too. I think Florida, Missouri is an interesting game. Mm-hmm. I think Auburn, South Carolina with a backup QB uh, is an interesting game. Um, I guess, yeah. 
Maybe, maybe. Is that we'll all into the game? But I wanted to take a, a visit back into the past before we do, Chris. Ooh, I know I know you wanted to speak about something that's near and dear to your heart. I'm talking about Texas Pete. Oh hell yeah. I tell you what, the only good thing going on in Texas right now is Mr. Pete. Okay. Yep. Um little TP. Are you down with TP? Yeah, you know me. Yeah, there you go. Um, listen, next week is Thanksgiving. We want to see all your pictures. We want to see all the pictures of of uh of what you're making. We want to see um you know, all your recipes and stuff like that, maybe beforehand, because I'm going to have to help out around this house and cook some things. Uh, I don't think there is a, um, like, I, I base my Thanksgiving because I have a divorced family and also a broken home now. So I base my Thanksgiving on where I'm going to go based off of one thing and one thing only. Actually, two things. One, is there going to be Texas Pete? And two, do they put pecans on top of their sweet potato souffle or do they put marshmallows? Because if the answer is marshmallows... Pecans. It doesn't matter, and I hate this argument. Um, if, if, if you say marshmallows, you're a garbage person. I don't want to talk to you. Um, so, yeah, the other part of those is, is Texas Pete. There's got to be Texas Pete. We have three flavors right now alone just sitting in my basement fridge. You don't even want to know what's going on in the big fridge upstairs. You know what's, you know what's crazy, too? That's, that's all for Texas Pete. You know what's crazy when you grow up is the amount of fridges people have. Just casual, casual fridges. I mean, what do you... I think two is reasonable if you have a basement or a garage. You have there are in four in this house. That's unreasonable. Okay. Right, well, like full-size refrigerators? There's one in the basement. Thank God for me because like, I, yeah. I need it. There is, there's one upstairs, obviously, that's, that plays music. That's another that's, thing. These appliances fun. that are just doing too much now, like singing songs yeah. and shit, like when your laundry's done, like I don't need that. It's scaring me. It's 1.30 in the morning. Like everyone's asleep. Um, and then they got two outside. They have like a beverage fridge outside. Mm-hmm. It's like just for drinks, and they have a frozen thing outside, and not the movie, just like a a freezer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got one of those as well. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, that's a fair point. I yeah. I don't know many people that have four fridges. Um, so I was looking back, I was going back through my notes, beginning okay. of the year, because I was taking notes on the Auburn South Carolina game that we're right. going to preview. And I saw that they currently reside. What do they have? Six wins. Their over under is six and a half for Auburn. For Auburn, right? So I got to thinking. They, I mean, they they've got a, a road night game at South Carolina, and then they play Alabama. They're that, at South Carolina. Am I missing yes. that again? Because that's that's the second year in a row they're playing at South Carolina. That's it weird. is. It's weird. Yeah. So that one's on the ropes, and I was like, oh man, you know. So I'll go back. And so I want to just update the, the people on the over-unders Ooh. and where we're at. So start ABC order here. Alabama 11 and a half. They already lost it. Yeah, I told you. That's the, that's the that's, right move. And that was a principal bet. That was a principal yeah. bet. We said you, you, you can't bet on somebody to go undefeated. The, no. the, the season's too weird. So. They've lost a game in 12 or 14 years that Saban's been here. Yep. So, um, so that one has lost. Auburn, like I said, six and a half. Feels like they need to win this week to go over. I would say that, yeah. Um, they going with the ass kick next week. I don't mean that. That's scary. I'm very scared. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I took the under on Auburn, so I would like to for that to actually happen. I'm, yeah. I'm not rooting against you, Auburn fans. I'm just rooting for my own. You can't root against them. You just say it. Oh. Arkansas five and a half. Look at those guys. Yeah, Ooh, they killed big. it. Arkansas yeah. and Kentucky, man. Wow. Yeah, Kentucky was at seven. Um, what are they? They'll probably be finishing with eight or nine wins this year. Mm-hmm. So uh, good for them. Georgia, 10 and a half over already hit. 
That's uh, we said that one too. That was like, oh my god, this kid. Or not over. But I mean, Charleston Southern. We're just going to see yeah, the hit. We'll be fine. Um, <laughs> uh, LSU eight and a half. Sorry, Tiger fans. There. Oh, uh, not going to get to that one. Um, I thought I that took was the over. Lock. I don't so, know anything. I took the over on that one, so that's a huge L for me. You know, honestly, Tyler. In hindsight, I'm pretty sure I said that was like the lock of the year. In hindsight, right? Um, going through, a I think giant... I let you and and Chris Gordy fire me up on the on the over there. Probably. I don't. I, I'm I'm not saying this to be funny. I'm, I'm genuinely saying this. When we did the preseason stuff, it was like during the whole breakup, like the whole thing. You remember? Yeah, it, it was that's awful. Right, yeah, and mm-hmm. it was like it. It was so. I just was not. And I was. I had like a like a one to two month old. Yeah, and I was not in a good place either. This isn't, this isn't about you, but yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, like I, I just remember. I don't like. I just all of the preseason stuff is. I don't remember being right about a single thing. I, like, and I'm not saying that to be funny. I mean a single thing. It's crazy. Besides UGA, uh, I guess. Mississippi State. The over/under was six. They currently sit at six and four. Oof. Um. So obviously, I think they have a pretty easy game this week, if I recall. Most SEC teams have a, a layup. Uh-huh. Uh, Missouri was seven. They're currently at five. That is tough. You still got to play Arkansas, right? Yeah, and they play Florida this week, which is a yeah. big game for them. Ole Miss seven and a half. There we go. Love it. I can't remember what I took there, but I'm just that seems low. My man at Amazon, by the way, just as a side point, he's been taking a picture of him dropping a package off on my front step for about five minutes, and I'm about to walk outside <laughs> and ask why it's taking so long to take a picture. He left and came back and is still taking a picture. It's not even the right lighting, so, bro. Hey, man. Uh, hopefully, he's a listener. And he's, hey, he, Mike. <laughs> Hey, Mike, take the restrictor plate off the uh, Red Dragon. Give a little um, abuse. Tennessee was over six, so they're currently yeah. at five. This one's going to go over, likely, for them. And then Texas A&M was at nine and a half. Sorry, A&M fans. Uh, you're going to go under here. Mm-hmm. And um, we also let our boy Robert over there yeah. at Texas, Texas A&M. He gets me the fuck up. Look, I mean, he said they're going undefeated, so... I, I wasn't that far from believing it. I, I was like, oh, I, God, they well, are. I was on board too. I was like, this is parallels of Florida State in his fourth year yeah. there. And yeah, I've, yep. Didn't happen. Yeah. It's unfortunate. It's funny that you remember um, all your takes. I don't remember anything I said, which is probably for the best. I just look back at my notes. Oh, that's I, smart. I keep you all keep my them? notes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I, I think I would have way less confidence, even more than I do now, if I, if I did look back at anything I said, like, I don't know, even a week ago. So let's just pretend that I didn't say any of it. It's the vid, man. Yeah, it's fair. Um, all right. Anything you want to go over? Obviously, well, really quickly before we get into the games, how about the rumors of Mel Tucker making nine and a half million dollars a year so for ten let's, years? Let's talk about Dan Wilkins' least favorite topic, I guess, and just do the coaching search rumors because that's incredible. If Mel Tucker, that's a huge first play off, for Michigan State. Well, huge. I, that's a, that's a, that's. Hmm. What's the best way to put this? Mel Tucker's I, done a phenomenal job, clearly. Are you about to say it's not worth it? Um, I'm just saying that seems like a massive risk to give a guy who's been a head coach in total three years, three years, three years in total. Yeah. I think he was at Colorado for a year. Colorado's, they yeah, were awful yeah. last year. Now, credit to him. Brought in a bunch of transfers. I mean, hit big on Kenneth Walker, obviously. Got Michigan State in the top yeah. ten. Dude, but to, to commit, and I there? guess maybe it's because there's so many coaches – 
that mm-hmm. are have been fired and will be fired that they were afraid they were going to lose him. That's what more than I mean, I'm think. guessing he's got uh, Sexton as a as a, an agent because all these guys do. Yeah, I mean, just went in there and these ads, man, like they just continue to give out these contracts that are insane. I don't know. So it's a rumor. He that's may live up. He may live up to it. Million, yeah, he may live up to it. But, yeah, and I, I hope he does. Like it's good. I mean, good for him yeah, for one. Absolutely for just securing the bag in general. But like all the Mel SU rumors, like about going him down like to to Baton Rouge. And, like I think here's here's the thing. If you're if you're Michigan State, you're not a blue blood program, but you are a notable program in the Power Five. You're currently ranked in the top ten. You probably won't end up there because you're about to get your fucking break speed off this weekend. But that being said, I think it's an incredible job because we don't see a lot of big, we don't see a lot of Big Ten schools. I think do this right. Like they, they don't go out and like make these massive hires and these like you know mm-hmm. we, we got to go get this guy. Like PJ Fleck is like a splashy hire, but he didn't get paid like this. Right. Ryan Day gets paid seven million a year, and he probably deserves it. I Harbaugh. mean, you, you had the Harbaugh thing, but that's Michigan. That's a blue blood. Michigan State is not a blue blood. And mm-hmm. we've seen it in the past where, you know, like, like D'Antonio was there for, forever. Isn't that his name? Yeah, I feel Mark like I messed this up. Um, Mark D'Antonio. Yeah. Who's the guy from the Houston Rockets? The Houston Rockets? Yeah. Every eight uh, minutes, oh, yeah, used yeah, to yeah. drop it. D'Antoni. Yeah. Okay. That's, I always mix this up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so D'Antonio, he's like, um, like, he was there forever, but you know, Saban left to go to LSU. I think they were worried about having that happen 2.0 because this year specifically, I we're, we don't think Texas is necessarily going to open up, right? But then you look at all of the other programs, LSU, Miami, Florida, like USC, USC, Washington, Washington, potentially Penn State, potentially. Yeah. Potentially. And like a couple of those, like a, potentially Oklahoma, like, there are some massive, massive schools. If you think Lincoln Riley is not going to leave for twelve million dollars a year, you're crazy. Is that the rumor that's being floated out there? Yes, but so so. That's but just anyway. insane. When does this stop? By the way, it doesn't. It doesn't. Like this, we've we've opened up Pandora's box. It's fucking too late to put everything back in. It like like if Mel Tucker, Mel Tucker. Remember has, when we thought COVID was going to ruin co- coaching contracts? Going I never forward? thought that. I never thought that. That was you and Connor, I and I will never fucking I jump on board with that. I, I said flat out, I was like, like, is that a Celsius? It is. I fucking love Celsius. No free ads. No free ads. We'll, we'll give him a free ad. I love Celsius. <laughs> Hop on board and sponsor us. Um, but like, what flavor is it? Uh, wild berry. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. 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 Um, shout out to Mickey Sheremy and uh, his wife Emily, who had a, a, a fridge stocked full of them, but it was the worst flavor ever. So, um, orange. No, I love orange. Oh, that's weird. It's like Fiji apple or some shit. It was oh, terrible. Oh, that's weirder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Check your taste buds, bro. Um, so anyway, so they. Uh, like I, Mel's gonna reset the market because I mean, Kirby Smart's only getting seven point one. Think about that. Oh yeah, Jimbo like, just got it raised, didn't he? He's in the nines now. Yeah, he's in the nines, and so you'll have like at the end of this year, you'll have like I mean, Saban doesn't need to get paid more. Like he doesn't need to restructure his contract. I think they just re-signed him to whatever, so they probably won't have to. But like, it, like you have that going on, Mel Tucker. The other rumors we're hearing now. And we'll talk about it is from the J Boy show where he's he was told from a source that he said he trusts. Um, Lincoln Riley has been offered twelve million dollars a year from LSU, eight years from ninety six million. Good lord! And I, I don't I don't think that's not I, LSU. Listen, LSU said flat out Scott Woodward is a is a guy that's like he's he's a good AD. He's going to go out and get what he wants. He likes splashy hires. Love splashy hires. He took Jimbo from Florida State to uh, A&M. Money is not going to be a problem here. It's not going to be an issue in any any of these places. And 
I said this last year on the SES pod and Connor didn't believe me then. And, and I don't know who else didn't, but like we talk about the like coaches getting fired in, in COVID. If you think money has anything to do with it, you're out of your fucking mind because there is a, we have about the 1% in this country. You think about the 10% of boosters or you, fuck think about the 1% there of like boosters for each school. Right. There's a, there's a group of, of boosters at every single school that we're talking about here. Like these big blue bloods that is so wired into and and like their personality is like is hinges so much on the success of this school and how what's what's important to them money's not an issue they will throw any amount of money to get this the lsu already said besides besides kirby and besides saban everyone else is on the table well that's just insane i mean um it came out nevin shapiro came out and he said he knows that (laughs) That's fucking wild. Haven't heard that name in a while. Yeah, he he comes out and he's like, Miami, they're going after Lane Kiffin. I mean, I don't know that Miami like officials should be plugging Nevin Shapiro in on anything with the school anymore. You know, I don't know if 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 you're (laughs) if you're the University of Miami, you got to be pretty fucking upset. Uh, Hold on, Tux is opening the door and coming downstairs. The dog, there's a dog in this house who is opening a door and coming downstairs. Uh, I hear, we're at the break. First. This is unbelievable. Give me a second. Hold on. Upstairs, go. Every day, go. Upstairs, go. <laughs> oh man. I hope we forget to cut this out, and it's just me. Sitting here talking to myself as Chris angrily talks to the dog. And he's back. He is back. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, first off, th- there's no chance Miami can get... I, well, I, I shouldn't say no chance, but there's a very low chance that they could pull Kiffin away from Ole Miss. I... They can't... They. Unless they want to come become committed to football on a level that that is different than now, they never have, right? Yeah, right. Then I don't see them doing that because I see Ole Miss ponying up. But anyways, Miami's so weird. No, real quick, Miami's so weird on this because it's they've always had for whatever reason, they've always had like a good football team since like the eighties, right? Like, and and they they when they're on, they are like one of the best teams in the country. But we saw it as like almost this like flash in the pan from I don't know eighty three to like 2003 mm-hmm. and and if you had like years in like the 90s where it was like they, they were off um but they've always had this very weird and misguided sense of self where they're like you know no we're an academic we're an academic institution and it's a good school it's a, it's a good school but like it's okay to have a good football team I, like <laughs> i just so i don't understand their identity as, as a university sometimes well, it's tough. You talk about the blue blood programs, and although I right. do think there are probably plenty of rich Miami boosters, it is a private school. Right. You know the amount of people that have gone there. Like it's it's a joke in the Florida State fan base. They have an E fan base because yeah. everything's online. They they don't have a ton of fans. You watch a home game. There's nobody ever there. No, um, that's that sign last week during the Florida State game. It was like Hard Rock North. I was. That's the most fucking cringe thing I've seen in college football this every year. Every time they show the, the the fans in the stands at Miami games, I'm just like. That these these people where do they, where are they from? You they didn't go to the school clearly. 
No. Do you ever watch an NFL game where it's like, like it, NFL cracks me up because you'll have, like it's just NFL doesn't matter as much to me, but you'll see people in full on, like you know, like a Saints game or like a Chiefs game or like wh- whatever, like people are painting their face and like it's like this over the top. That's how Miami Hurricane, in quote, fans are that you see travel. It's like that guy definitely did not go to school there for sure. He's not a doctor. And then two, like, why is he wearing a beak? I, I don't understand. <laughs> no respectable doctor wears a beak to a game. No, no, not in public. Maybe um, in the bedroom. Am I right, bro? I don't know what that means. I will say, I will say that if LSU and Bruce Feldman came out yesterday and said, I am not hearing any of these. I'm not hearing any truth to these rumors about right. Lincoln Riley. Right. But if they were able to pull him, I will say that would be a fantastic hire. You yeah. take he's already recruiting very well at Oklahoma, but you take him and put him at LSU. Oh my God. I mean endless resources. Endless resources. The line play, especially along the D line, will be totally different than what they've traditionally got at Oklahoma. Right. The athletes at wide receiver, they clearly already get good ones, but I just feel like it's a different breed that goes to LSU. There was a there was a year there's a couple of years that went to LSU where they had the number one player in the country. Like Ruben Randall mm-hmm. was there. Um, who was the who was the kid number ten? Who was a quarterback out of high school? Russell Shepard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there's some big names. There's there's one I'm missing too. That was he was like kind of a bust. It was like the 2000 Marcus Russell, not him. It was um, it was like. Like I don't know. It was like 2003, but basically, I mean, like they they've been able to pull like when they've been really good, some, some of the top talent in the country, because a lot of them come from that area. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. I I'm fascinated for the next couple weeks to play out next two weeks, SEC championship game, yeah. coaching carousel signing day. It's all coming up over the next month. It's going to be incredible. Um, all right. You want to, you want to preview the games real quick? There's, there's a couple big ones. Still looking at this receiver, but yeah, that's fine. I know, I know who you're talking about. You know, like he, he had a picture. His his picture on Rivals is him in the end zone, of wherever he was. Early Doucette. Early Doucette. Wow, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah. All right, let's start outside the SEC. Number mm. seven, Michigan State at number four, Ohio State. Twelve p.m. Simple. on ABC. Ohio State, nineteen point favorite. Total sixty-eight and a half. Loser eliminated from the college football playoff discussion, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, the winner. Uh, obviously has a leg up and going to the Big Ten championship game. Mm-hmm. Um, man, Michigan State. We just talked about it with Mel Tucker. Two and five last year in the the shortened COVID season. They got absolutely demolished at home, fifty two to twelve against Ohio State last year. That was a game where Dan Orlovsky said it was the biggest game of Justin Fields' career. I want everyone to hear that he had, he had played in a college football playoff semifinal. Uh, just just a. Uh, Eight months prior. I, I like Dan Orlovsky. Let's sure. Yeah. <laughs> I did too. I mean, I like him. He's fine. It's just a <laughs> nice, dumb thing to say. Mel Tucker brings in all these transfers, gets a quick turnaround. Spartans nine and one behind, you know, Kenneth Walker, who's going to be in New York for the Heisman fi- as a Heisman finalist. He leads the nation in yards and rushing touchdowns. Their quarterback, Peyton Thorne, second in the conference to only CJ Stroud with 21 touchdown passes. I did see that Kenneth Walker uh, did get injured in the game last week. He aggravated an ankle injury. I think he'll play, though. Um, and obviously, on Ohio, Ohio State, they lead the country in points per game. C.J. Stroud's been incredible. He, I think he'll find himself he's, in New he's, York as well. He's the front runner for the Heisman on Bet Online. 
Is he really? Yeah. I'm not surprised. He's been putting up massive numbers recently. Um, last week, I think he was 361 with five touchdowns. They got a their trio of receivers is dumb. Yeah. Uh, with Garrett Wilson, Olave, and and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, I don't love Ohio State's defense. Uh, last week, Purdue completed 80% of their passes in that game. Um, I don't know. What are you thinking here for this game? I mean, obviously, it's a it's a 19 point spread, so I don't know for sure that the outcome is in in question. But do you think Michigan State can cover the big spread? I hope Michigan State wins so badly. I just I I hate Ohio State. I've got into it with their fans all week on Twitter. I just started a war yesterday at 7 a.m. It, like they are the worst fan base in the country. I can't stand this team. And if we get closer and closer to the playoff every year that I, I just, I, my hate for them grows and grows. That being said, Michigan state has the 130th ranked pass defense in the country. Uh, Do you know how many teams there are in the country? 130, 130. They gave up 560 yards passing to Western Kentucky. This is going to be a blowout. It's at Ohio State. I don't think Michigan State has anything for this team. It sucks, but that's what's I mean, like Michigan State is going to have to run the football and control the clock. I mean, they, they their best thing is like a four corners offense. Keep Ohio State's offense off or off the field, and just try your best to run, like run the football with Kenneth Walker. And and that's that's the whole recipe for success. Because if you get into a shootout with them, you don't have enough bullets in that gun, man. Like you just don't. They're just ugh. That defense is tough, man. To be fair, Western Kentucky's QB leads the country in yards passing. They gave up 560 yards passing to Western Kentucky. Bailey Zappi. Get the name. That's his name? Bailey Zappi. That sounds like something. Wait, what? That sounds like something you would order at like a a sex shop. (laughs) I'll do like a Bailey Zappi if you don't mind. It's three extra dollars? I'm not paying for that. If you don't know, you can't afford it. Um, (laughs) ZJ. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Like, I like Ohio State to win, obviously. I don't know if I would pick the game against the spread if anything i'd probably look at the over true um but yeah i think ohio state's gonna get another win on the on the books here and be right there in the discussion for college football playoff going in the michigan game next week um let's stay national um because this game is also huge for playoff implications number three oregon at number 23 utah 730 game on abc utah a favorite here yeah. Minus three over under 59. So in their rivalry history, Oregon is 23 and 10 all time. They've won three of the last four meetings, including the 2019 Pac-12 championship. Um, Oregon comes in on a five game winning streak. They also beat Ohio State in Columbus this year. Had a great year. They only have one loss. Um, they can clinch the North title by winning this game. Yeah. Utah, um, the, Oregon in the North. Yeah. Yep. yep. And or if Oregon State loses, which we all hope that they do. We do. Um, <laughs> and then Utah can clinch the South with a win here over Oregon or an Arizona State loss. So a lot at play here. Um, both teams really good at running the ball um, and really good at defense, I guess you, you could say. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I, I worry about Oregon. Anthony Brown, their QB, is not great. Right. He's had his two worst passing games of the season on the road um, against Washington and Stanford, both not very good teams. Um, Stanford, they actually lost that game. I like Utah. I think in our like national preview, I picked Utah to win the Pac-12. So for me, this would be great if they won right. this game. Um, 
Utah's won 17 of their last 18 home games. If they win this game, Kyle Whittingham, their head coach, becomes the all-time wins leader at the school. So a lot on the line there. Who you got in this game? And so I want to say Oregon. I really do. And I need them to win this week so they can go into next week with some, some confidence or because I just don't trust this Oregon State Beavers team. They're already bowl eligible, which is crazy. Um, but Oregon on the road is what worries me. They have been not as good on the road. They did have a big win against at, at UCLA earlier this year. I just don't trust. Like, so there's something about Utah, man. There's just something about Utah and, and going like to play there especially this late in the season where it's cold and it's fucking miserable. I've got Utah, man. I, Vegas knows more than me. They're a three-point favorite. There's, there's a reason why Vegas – I don't trust ESPN FBI, but there's only a 4.8% chance that Oregon has of making the playoff as of right now for some reason. I don't understand how that's possible. Probably because they have to play Utah twice, I'm guessing. Twice, right? And so I think they lose to them this time for sure. Um, and, and Vegas knows more than me. They're a three-point favorite, so – I'll also take Utah to win the game, but I will if Oregon's plus three and they've had such a good season, I'll take them plus three. Right, but I'll take Utah to win the game. Yeah. Um. All right. SEC. There's two unranked team, uh, games I want to talk about because they're. Just, I just find them interesting. We'll start right. with Florida at Missouri, 4 p.m. on SEC Network. Missouri plus eight and a half at home, over under 69 and a half. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Only question: Does Florida care at all? I I don't know. It, that's a tough sell to go to Tacoma. Yeah. That's a tough sell. For, and for that team, it always has been. You can see it being very overcast. Yep. Everyone looks miserable in the stands because they're so cold. Hands, hands in their pockets. Yep. If if they don't care, and here's the thing, when you don't care, you can still score points on offense because it doesn't take like you're, – you're scheming up plays on offense. On defense, right. if you don't care – you saw what Samford did last week to Florida. They put up right. 42 points and a half. It takes right. a little bit more on defense. So if Florida shows up and they care, I think they're obviously going to win. Maybe they're tired of being disrespected. Maybe they are all in on Mullen being the coach. Doesn't feel like it. I doubt but, it, yeah. Uh, Florida 1-5 and five against the spread in their last six games. 0-5 oh against the spread in their last five road games. I honestly just do not trust Florida at this point. Right. I'll take Missouri to cover. I don't know if they'll win, but... I just can't pick Florida to go out and have a good performance. So here's here's the last game, several games in Como. Okay, um, Mizzou won 31-3 twenty one to three in um, what do you call it? Twenty fifteen. That was Florida. Twenty seventeen, uh, Mizzou won forty five to sixteen, and then in twenty nineteen, Mizzou lost twenty three to six. I would take the under no matter what. Actually, no, that's stupid. Yeah. That's really stupid. Take the over because both these defenses are really bad. I, I just like, I don't know. I don't, I'm not, I wouldn't bet on this game besides the over because Dan Mullen is just lying to everyone. It's just, I mean, just like we speculate a lot in this job and we say stuff that what we think is going to happen and we, we try to like prognosticate and all that kind of shit. But like, I don't know if is anything anyone's ever said that sentence before prognosticate and all that kind of shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, usually you don't pair those two together. No, um, <laughs> but like Dan Mullen is just blatantly lying to all of us. It just, I mean, he's just flat out and he's lying to himself too. And it's just, it's so fucking disappointing to sit here and watch because it's a grown man that we all know it's happening. Like, I mean, we, like, if you don't want to be there, I get it. Like you, you need to, it's, it's like office space. Right. It's like, like, like you're just trying to get fired and I, and I get it. Like, you know, I, I'm not sure if that's exactly what he's doing, but I can tell you right now. He knew the band was there in South Carolina. 
they they don't celebrate wins like this all the time because we haven't seen it before. And mm-hmm. and this whole disrespect to the game shit, like it's just the goalposts move every fucking week with this guy. And it's just it's just frustrating. So I honestly I hope I hope Missouri wins. They put him out of his misery. I like for real. Yeah, you gotta I, think that if they lose this game or the Florida State game, they're he's gonna be out. He has the highest odds right now of any coach to to be fired next ahead of Manny Diaz. Yeah. Um a real shame to see that in the state. Um Auburn at South Carolina. 7 p.m. on ESPN, South Carolina plus seven and a half, total of forty-four and a half. Right. Chris, this is the Mike Bobo game, obviously. Oh God. <laughs> uh Auburn played at South Carolina last year, as you mentioned earlier. South yeah. Carolina won that game. They snapped yeah. an eight game losing streak against Auburn that dated back to nineteen thirty-three. Right. But that that was two different coaches, two different staffs. Obviously, yeah. that should have no effect on this game. But here's what it does. Bo Nix out for the year. Had surgery this week. Shout out to Bo Nix. Hopefully, quick recovery for him. Shout Auburn. Out to Bo Nix. Auburn's now six and four. Uh-huh. I feel like they have to win this game because if you finish the season six and six, yeah. you've performed under what Vegas thought, meaning all of that credibility that Harson has built up over the year. Eh, They've had no, some no, good no. wins. No. No, because because Nick's is hurt. This, the end of the season, that is not. They they're not going to hinge all that on that. You do you think that they should beat South Carolina this this weekend? Yes, and they will. They're a ten point favorite. They'll beat them by more than ten points. South Carolina's terrible. Seven and a half points. It's down to seven and a half. <laughs> yeah. Hammer that. Like, okay, buy a point to take it to six and a half. Where where is Auburn's what? head? At? They were just they were officially eliminated from the oh, SEC they, title no. game. <laughs> They're coming off a loss of one of their leaders in Bo Nix, quarterback. Right. TJ Finley did face South Carolina last year as LSU's QB. Uh-huh. And they won 52 to 24. And they and he had three total touchdowns. Um here's what scares me on this line. The Auburn kicker has never attempted a field goal in his career. That is tough. So when you're talking about, you know, that hook or I mean, a couple of missed field goals could really screw up this line. Auburn's offense coming down the stretch here, they've scored nine points after halftime in the past three games combined. Oh, that's bad. They were outscored by AM and Mississippi State in the second half. They were outscored 50 to 6. That's a good stat. Good for you. That's I, That leaves the door open for the back door there, buddy. I'm taking South Carolina to cover the spread. I don't want to. Auburn wins, don't. though. Auburn wins. I, so here's the thing about South Carolina they're bad. They're a bad football team. Real bad. Bad. Real bad. Um, so we gotta get that clip so nobody because nobody understands what we're talking about. <laughs> um I just like I love that there's like more energy in the South Carolina. I, and listen, and everyone here listening knows that I want South Carolina to win this game. Okay. Um, but like I just I don't think that they're good. I mean, like, I love South Carolina fans to death. Okay. Shout out. Spurs up show shout out Laura Doral. She's like our, like our favorite follower on Instagram and all that good stuff. Great person. Um, I just don't know if they are going to be able to hang on the road. Like, you know, it's at home. I keep forgetting this. I keep forgetting yeah, this. Setup. Yeah. Night maybe game. That is maybe, I don't know. Maybe that I'm just, I'm like that girl with the meme, with like the drink where she's like, she's like, eh, is it good? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Huh? No. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. I, like, I just, I just think Auburn's too good of a team, and I think this is where you're going to see when you brought up Harson, like the credibility thing. I think this is where you're going to see a good coach like Harson 
be able to like kind of like flex his coaching muscles and, and take over. They, they, they have better, they have better players. They have better coordinators. They have a better coach. I have to think that that'll travel on the road and that they'll be fine. Okay. Last game here, game of the week, CBS 330. Yeah, yeah. Number 21, Arkansas at number two, Alabama. Uh-huh. Bama 21 point favorite at home. 58 and a half is the total. Um, Alabama absolutely demolished Arkansas last season, 52 to three. But the Razorbacks, they're a different team this year, Chris. Yeah. Um, they have, um, Bama has won their last 14 meetings against Arkansas. Right. Um, Sam Pittman, obviously doing a great job there. Um, they, they beat LSU on the road last weekend, Alabama coming off a, a ho-hum 59 to three win over New Mexico state. Bryce Young's been incredible. Um, 3000 yards passing 33 touchdowns, only three picks. He's the sixth Alabama quarterback to throw for more than 3000 yards in the season. So incredible things as a freshman. Honestly, even though he's been the front runner for the Heisman, I still feel like he gets overlooked when they I feel like Matt Corral gets more publicity, honestly. Um, well, and Will Anderson doesn't get enough. That's true too. Uh he leads the nation with twelve and a half sacks. Leads the nation. Third in school history right now behind uh, okay. Derek Thomas. <laughs> who Let's has both this. both to both uh both records above that. Let's talk about this for a second, okay? Because Derek, I remember reading this and I was like, yo, like, like David Pollock was like second in the, his career. The dog's opening the door again. Love it. I'll keep talking through this. Um, Bryce Young, like I said, he's been great. He's the sixth Alabama quarterback to throw for more than 3,000 yards in the season. Chris is angry. Um, I've been super impressed with Jamison Williams. He's been an incredible transfer from Ohio State. 51 catches for over a thousand yards and 10 touchdowns already this season. He actually had three touchdown uh, catches last week against the Mexico state. As Chris said, Will Anderson's been incredible. He leads the nation with 12 and a half sacks. As I said before, that ranks third in school history behind Derek Thomas, who had 18 in 1987 and 27 in 1988, which is just ridiculous. There's a reason he's a college hall of famer. Um, Weirdly enough, if Arkansas would were to somehow pull this off, they're still in the mix for the SEC West. So um, I really think that Arkansas could maybe push to make this a game. I mean, they're not gonna they're not gonna lay lay down for this game. They, Chris, I was just mentioning because I just kept rolling with this. Grab some fruit snacks. That um, if Arkansas wins this game, they're still in the 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 mix to win the SEC West. Is that real? That's real. Um, what's been interesting? So, uh, so, so key for Arkansas is how are they going to stop the run? I mean, right. obviously Bryce Young, he's been incredible with the pass. Yeah. Um, but when Ryan Robinson's been good though. But when Arkansas allows more than one rushing touchdown, they're one and three. When they can hold their opponent to one or less, six and zero. Oh. So let's see where they go there. After starting the year, awesomely. Arkansas went through a little bit of a rough rough patch. They lost three straight games there. But they've kind of rediscovered themselves here. They've they've forced six turnovers and uh over the they last three three games. And uh Alabama has forced at least one turnover in every game it's played this year and has lost the turnover battle in only one game. Can you Go guess that, Tyler? what game that was? AM. Yep. 
I'll give you my pick, then I'm gonna let you close us with your pick. Alabama, only six and four against the spread this year, despite only losing one game. Um I just don't trust them to blow Boy, Arkansas out. I don't. I'm gonna get our I'm gonna get Arkansas cover. I think Alabama obviously wins the game. Mm-hmm. Arkansas covers. What do you got? I'm opening a fruit roll up. Um that's how much that's how scared you are of Arkansas this week. That's how scared I am of Arkansas right now. Um, I mean a damn fruit roll up, boy. <laughs> Talk about a damn, a damn ham ham sandwich. Um here's the deal. I am scared of Arkansas. I have a no, bad feeling. Not. Yeah, no, you're not. I've had a bad feeling about this game all week. <laughs> I don't know why. You always have a bad feeling. <laughs> I know. Um something about having just uh you're really eating. You're really eating that right now as mm-hmm. you speak. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm. You seem so um, nervous about Arkansas. Listen, I've learned in the last couple months to try to always expect the unexpected because you can't trust anyone and love's not real. So that being said, um, with Arkansas coming to Tuscaloosa, they haven't won there since 2003. Okay. Our good friend Ty uh, Richardson from, from Arkansas, he posted this yesterday. I haven't beat us there since 2003. Do you know who was there in 2003 at that game? You? A young 17-year-old Chris Marler with his puka shell necklace, cargo shorts, and his dad. That's how far back it's been. You were hanging out he was with going dad. to games with his dad. And I'll yeah. never forget leaving that game early. Still rocking the shells, though. They look Still good. rocking the Fuck yeah, dude. We were at Topgolf last night, just pulling P words everywhere. It was incredible. Oh um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, um, so we like... We, we left. You're talking about par saves. Yep, we left the game early. We left the game early um, because they lost in overtime because of missed field goals, double overtime. And my dad said, "Quote: I'm getting rid of our season tickets because I am not paying any more money to this university until they put a, a, a winning program on that field." And I was like, "Good. Mm. We foresee the future, and guess what's going to end up happening? Positive things." So um, that's when we got rid of our season tickets. Anyway, bottom line is this. I think that KJ, I don't know what to do at this point. The dog's open the fucking door again. I, I like, just give your brain. I'd fucking be on fine bomb in an hour and, and a half. And this dog is like, just going to keep fucking coming down here and getting into all this trash. Go the closer to this. I think Bama's going to win. I think Bama does not cover the spread. I think KJ Jefferson's a really good quarterback. I think he's going to be able to extend the play and stuff like that. I really wanted to go further on in this, in this conversation about this, but this fucking dog. You just had a flex that you just wanted to flex. You're going to be on fine bomb today. I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. What, why? You look so happy right now. All right. So you got you got Arkansas to cover, Bama to win. Look. There's that dog. Hey, what's up, dog? No. No? Should I not I just, nice? I mean. You can't hear me. Anyways, um, remember, call the hotline. Close, the, the uncensored moment of the week is Kirby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Do you have a clip of it? I don't have a clip pulled up. This meant to be like a really good episode. And we have just like, this is get the fuck out. I love dogs. This is, this dog is the worst. (laughs) I can't wait till Rich listens to this episode. He knows. He knows. (laughs) Anyway, you want to read it or you want to play it? I'm not going to read it. (laughs) Maybe we'll drop that in (laughs) post-production. Why? All right. Do I, I, do I, I can Google it real quick. Yeah. Where can I find it? You missed it earlier. Is it on the um, SDS Instagram? Yeah. Well, no, no, it's on every other Instagram. Though. We didn't play the audio there. Um, if you missed it, Kirby had just an incredible, incredible um, 
uh, halftime speech at the Florida game. It was definitely the uncensored moment of the week. It was awesome. Um, and, and he, man, like he just was like, you don't really get an insight a lot of that until like locker room, especially like in that intense of a moment, like during a game, it was halftime, like I said, but it was awesome. Do you have it? Oh, well, we could, I've got the, you, Play you it. did post the, um, the actual words. Yeah, I did. I transcribed it? it. You want me to read it? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to share it so you can read it. Okay. Well, I know, I, I can, I know it okay. by heart. Okay. Um, <laughs> So he said, Kirby said, and I quote, uh, I remember looking at, I still remember like it was yesterday. It was, looking at, it was, I remember looking at the feeling I had, looking at Tyson, looking at Stokes, look at those guys. You know what guys, this is our fucking year. This is our fucking year and we're doing it by how we play. It's zero to fucking zero and you make them never want to play again. All that shit they're talking, I love it, Jamari. You don't say shit. You don't say shit to them. You just laugh and you point at the scoreboard. Let them get pictures of you pointing at the scoreboard. You don't say shit to their fucking undisciplined ass. Because we are. We are disciplined. And our ass is going to go out there and kick the fucking shit out of them. Physically, physically, I want to break them. Physically, I'm talking about breaking bitches on offense and defense. It was, God, I'm fired up. It was awesome. It was awesome. How was my Kirby? Oh, that was great. Man, you really sold it. All right, call Um, the hotline. Call the hotline, 424-430-0045. Let us know how you feel, good or bad. We want to hear it. Let's go. That's the yeah, end of the episode. Yeah, some good ones. We love yeah. dogs. Yeah, we do. I love dogs. And everyone, listen, Keisha's birthday is tomorrow. He's three. I miss the shit out of him every day. I miss his dogs. Like, this, this dog is just not. Maybe this dog was sent to, to help you soothe. You know, it, it hurts with the loss of the dog. So this dog came in and was like, you know what? I'm going to make you fucking hate dogs. Yeah, so maybe you feel so. better about yourself. I don't. I still miss my dogs a lot, so it's not okay. the same, but I hear what you're saying. All right, I got you. Yeah. All right, well, that's going to be the end of the episode. Good luck to all of you this weekend. And your dogs. Bye-bye.